so good. James Brown, sit right back and get comfortable. Once again, you're with Broker Talk, and we are the experts in real estate, all things in real estate, including brokerage, residential investment, development, and marketing, including radio and television, magazines, books, websites, and, of course, podcasts. Your Broker Talk hosts today are Larry Lawfer and myself, Jim Lowenstern. We are broadcasting from the top of the Castles Unlimited Space Needle in Boston, Massachusetts. How are you doing today, Larry? I could really go for a massage now that you're asking. So that being said, um, if anyone out there listening has questions you want to write us, go to broker-talk.com and uh, you scroll down and you'll see a little query spot there on the page and just send off your questions. It's where the outside world uh, asks us questions, and we, we get some really good ones. And we ignore most of them. Today, <laughs> we have a, an excellent guest. I met this uh, gentleman, a uh, serial entrepreneur, back in 2001. Uh, he runs several companies. Uh, he's the CEO of Interview Mastery right now, but he's a startup advisor from Worcester Polytech. He's on the board of advisors of uh, Moxie Scrubs Apparel, board chairman on international uh, nonprofit, the 26.2 Foundation. Sounds like a marathon. Uh, Michael has had seven companies, direct to uh, consumer, uh, B2B, B2C. Uh, He's an awesome guy. When I met him, uh, he told me something that sticks with me today, and it's something that every single real estate agent should embrace completely. And what's that, Larry? Um, he told me that he did a, a huge research. He's an HR guy. He's done hundreds of thousands of interviews, and he uh, is a nerd, so he went back and looked at data and saw that there was some very minute percentage of people 92, 93, maybe 95% that didn't get an offer, but 5 to 7% of people in their first interview get a job. And Michael was curious about who that was and why and what did they do. So he did the, the study. Most, a lot of this stuff we already know. Before you go into an interview or a presentation, you need to know what you're talking about. You need to find out what the person you're going to be talking to is really interested. You need to be prepared. Most people don't do that. What they do is they go in and they think, hey, I'm really good, and if they knew how good I was, they would hire me in a heartbeat. Well, what Michael told me so many years ago, I embrace today, is if your skills and your talents are your arrows in your quiver, don't pull them out till the person who is doing the interview shows you their bullseye. That's when you bring them out. So with that story, I I bring in Michael. What if they never show you the bullseye? You you get to the bullseye by asking. Then you know you're not hired. Listen, you're... (laughs) interview me <laughs> no you you know because you ask the questions that's how you know okay and we can go further with that with what real estate is but let's let's get michael in here and uh um, come on in michael hello gentlemen this <laughs> is so good to have you here michael yes uh sitting, uh, sitting it, right a across from us with the two of you and larry thank for fi- thanks for finding my crumbs that i left over a period of 18 years so you could find me again 
Well, uh, talk a little bit about interview mastery. Oh, interview. Oh, interview mastery is the whole purpose is to help three different types of folks. First, help recruiters place more people faster, which translates into making more money. The second audience is job seekers to help them confidently get hired uh, sooner. And also I have another product, which is for employers to help them hire better people 47% faster. And the way that the, the product is really a, it's a, it's an app, which is a comprehensive library of videos and downloads that show people what correct looks like. And it's basically me on video is your private coach that's in your pocket. You need me, you just open up your phone and there I am, or your desktop. I like in your pocket. It's also horrifying. <laughs> so so um, this, uh, this app, this is for uh, employers and um, employees. Yes. Or yeah, there's two different hope, Hopeful apps. employees, I should three say. Three different apps, but it's basically I have something for everyone that's involved in the interview process. The interview profoundly affects the income, the job performance, and the quality of life of everybody involved. And everybody is just winging it. So I feel like since I have and I have some insights as to how to do it better, I have a responsibility to share it with as many people as I can. And what does this responsibility cost? Well, if you're a recruiter, it costs you a whopping $96 per month. And then you, the recruiters share it with their candidates who they're sending out on their employer interviews. If you are an individual job seeker, it only costs you $97 for a year. And if you're an employer, it's more expensive because anyway, it's $350 per month for the employers, but that's a completely different product, and then that's why well, it's let's, let's price talk point. about so that product. Who you are. Let's talk about that product well, for one moment because it's the most expensive product. It's probably the most um, most exciting for you to sell. You make more money doing that. Uh, so um, this is for employers. What sort of things would an employer uh, get from from that app, and and why would they need to do it monthly? Why wouldn't they just buy it once and absorb everything? Well, it's, uh, because it's because it's uh, an app. It's, it's delivered over the Internet. If you only buy it once, you only get it for the subscription period, which is one month. But what, what the videos in this app does is it shows the employers how to implement a hiring process that it's very information intensive as opposed to what the traditional process is, which is very intuition intensive. So the I'm showing the interviewers, here's how you do it correctly. And it's, a, it's based on research and a process that I invented when I was the head of recruiting for Fidelity Investments, Hewlett Packard, and uh, International Data Group and then several small companies. So every company I worked for, consulted to, or even companies I started, we use this process to uh, bring on the best people much faster. 
And and I think uh, that's really short money for an employer of that size who's going to hand it out, I'm sure, throughout his HR department. Is that correct? Correct. Yeah, the way that I set it up is so that someone who's the head of recruiting or head of HR can just subscribe for three or four months, and they can download everything they need, and then they can share it internally to implement this this way of hiring people. And then after it's implemented, then it, this, this process kind of it very much sustains itself. It's like once you know how to ride a bike, that, that's what you know how to do. That's the way you always do it. So let's uh, let's move away from the corporation and let's really uh, zero in on on uh, our audience who are real estate mm-hmm. agents, uh, consumers who are hiring real estate agents. And the um, another thing that I started way back when you uh, first talked to me was um, I don't know if I got this from you or not, but it was what questions do I want answered? What questions might they want answered, the person hiring me? And um, how can I be better prepared going into that interview? Well, as real estate agents, you you have a lot of information that you can learn to prepare to go for your first meeting. And, and so while I won't cover that, what you can what you need to do when you have that meeting, it needs to be the prospective client doing most of the talking. And you're, as an agent, your influence comes from the questions that you ask. Exactly. Now, at, the, at the very beginning, you told the story of an expression that I shared with you almost 20 years ago where you don't just walk into that meeting and start firing each quiver of experience and performance that you have because that may not be important to this particular prospect at all. They may be interested in some things that you didn't plan for or you didn't anticipate. So at the very beginning of that meeting, you want to you want to ask a question or two that reveals the target in their mind. And like you had said, Larry, you take out those quivers of your experience or in your knowledge that are most important to this prospect because literally it's all about them, not about you. Always. You have to ask them what's important. So you ask them a question like, you know, uh, what do you feel are the most important experiences or qualities that the right real estate agent is going to bring to, to this project of selling your home? So, 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 Michael, um, Larry probably didn't tell you, but we do a lot of role playing on this show. Uh, oh, cool! Yes, so you're going to be the broker, and Larry's going to be the owner of the property. And I want the two of you to. Uh, I think we should do it the opposite way. I should be the broker, okay? Because because he doesn't know, uh, uh, Michael. I know you have bought and sold several houses, but I'm really the professional here. So let me let me do your interview. You're the you're the homeowner. Oh, all right. I just want to I just want to have the uh, audience hear what the questions are like, and also, even more importantly, what the responses are. Exactly. I'm all set. Oh, so okay. So you're going to ask me questions. I'm the homeowner. I am. Uh, we have already gone through the preliminaries. We have identified because you have told me that you are going to sell your house. 
you are interviewing more than one agent. I am one of them. So I am have just arrived at your house, and uh, you've let me in, and we're about to sit down at the table. All right, great. So, Michael, I'm so glad that I had time in my schedule to sit down with you and talk about your uh, selling of your home. Um, how soon are you planning to move? I would like to move within the next three to four months. Let me ask you another question. If we were sitting, you know, if it was just an amazing day and all of a sudden you and I uh, are sitting here at the closing table of the property, what did your agent do for you that makes you so happy today? Well, they would hold my they would basically uh, advise me through the entire process. Uh, simply not, I, I was not, I'm not looking for an agent to just get the listing, throw it up on, on MLS, and then, you know, call me when they got a bite. I'm looking for someone that has more of a relationship with me that takes me through the, the nuances of preparing, showing, and closing on the sale of my house. That is such an excellent uh, attitude to have, Michael. So many agents, I know you're talking to others, will come in with some kind of a canned speech talking about how they're the best agency and, and they're the best agent for the property, not realizing that communications is very important to you, isn't it? It is. And not only that, you also know that being on the Internet, it really isn't considered marketing because once it's on the MLS, the MLS is aggregating that out to the zillion of, of spots uh, out there. But that's not what's going to get you the eyeballs over those first 30 days, the all-critical 30 days. Do you know what's most important during that time? I do not. Since buyers are looking on the internet every single day, you have to have content that's out there that entices them. So I'm going to ask you uh, a further series of questions about what makes you love this home, why you loved it, wh what was great for you, and during the process that I have it on the market for you those first 30 days, I am going to put something out there every single day and use terms like schools or neighborhood or uh, whatever it is that we decide is best to communicate because we want to do that every single day. That's how you market a property better on the Internet. Does that sound good to you? No, that's an interesting approach to have something uh, out there every day. Well, I'm curious what like uh, communication channels on the internet are you using to share something every day well it depends on the assets of the house but uh instagram pinterest facebook um all of the real estate sites and i won't even name them it'll first go up on my site mm -hmm. and my company's site but then it gets aggregated out through mls and it goes to zillow and redfin and every other single agency picks it up as well castlesunlimited.com <laughs> and uh, more importantly castlesunlimited.com uh okay so uh i lost myself on that question uh yeah i asked you what different communication channels 
that you were posting to every day? There's really the top seven, and I think I mentioned all of them. I tend to, and I know that you are a corporate executive, I tend to do a lot of personal marketing through my blogs, through my videos, and on LinkedIn. Because it, uh, the million-dollar-plus homes that, that I sell, a lot of those people are on LinkedIn. They're not wasting their time in Facebook. Their wives might be on Pinterest or Instagram, if that's not too sexist. Or their husbands. Or their husbands. Yeah, everybody's uh, looking at me cor- like... <laughs> We're politically correct. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Boomer. <laughs> <laughs> but um, that's... Yeah, yeah. They're telling me to hurry it up and get out of this hole. So, so um, Michael, how did uh, how did Larry do? And Larry, how did Michael do? Michael hung right in. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I hung in there. Obviously, I've sold uh, and bought homes before, so I knew a little bit about the drill. See, I, I think I, it should have been the other way around. You're the expert. I wanted to hear what you had to say. Yeah, what I would have been looking well, we, for is we open-ended that. questions that first asked me, what's most important to me? Because it may not have been what Larry said, although Larry said some things that were terrific that were important to me, but there may be some other little thing that, is really important to me that no other broker is going to ask. So you might, in addition to the questions you asked, you might um, add something like, you know, when you're thinking about selling your home, someone who is going to walk you through how to, this process, what's most important to you about that person in selecting the right person to partner with? My last... Say something like, I might say, you know... Uh, uh, who knows what I would say, but, and it may reveal a competitive advantage that you would have discovered just because no, no other broker is asking it. So you're basically asking them, describe the, the, the perfect broker for you, and then you just take that information and you become the pro- yep. perfect broker. That's the bullseye. Mm-hmm. That's the bullseye. And what, the what, bullseye. He's, yeah. what he said at the very beginning was the communications, and then he drilled down to the process. So I call this 20 questions, uh, Michael, and my 20th question is always, what haven't I asked you that you think is, is really important and I somehow missed it? Mm-hmm. And that usually picks up what, what they want to say. Or, or they say, you know, you've answered all the questions. Yeah, that's usually yeah, that's what I get. That's actually an easy knee-jerk response. The, the other questions that I would offer... Uh, your brokers to consider is ask your prospect uh, a couple of things. Like first, ask them. So what what strengths do you feel that I've that I could provide to you? Basically, what do you like about what I've heard, what you, what I've shared with you? But that's not the most important question. The most important question is what concerns do you have? Yeah, and it's not. Do you have any concerns? It's what concerns do you have? Because you've created an impression with this prospect, and there's lots, there may be seeds of concern, and if you don't know what they are, you can't remove those weeds uh, that will eventually grow and distort the, the good impression you've left with them. So that's the most important question. That's, yeah. a, that's an important question. Yeah, yeah. Uh, during, my, uh, during my talk... Yeah. During my talk with them, 
I always say, especially right before they sign the agreement, I would say, well, I want to tell you, in real estate, this is a process, and as many times as I've done it, there's always three uh uh-oh moments and one jump-off-the-cliff moment. Now, I don't know what they're going to be for this property and for our relationship, but I know they're coming, and I'll, I'll see them when, before they arrive, and I'll call you and let you know. You could be scaring them unnecessarily, oh. don't you think? Yeah, like, what the heck could that be, Larry? Yeah, exactly. Real, that, Larry? Yeah, that, that's the question I get. And that allows me to talk about the two or three things that always happen. An uh-oh moment is when the inspection shows something and the buyer wants to negotiate. That's an uh-oh moment. A jump-off-the-cliff moment or is when you're two weeks before the close and the bank says, oop, I'm sorry, you you know just bought a new car, and, and so you no longer are able to. That's a jump-off-the-cliff moment. Well, that's a stupid moment. They shouldn't have been buying a car. <laughs> they were working yeah. with the wrong agent. <laughs> oh, well, maybe. Uh-huh. So, in any event, it, it, uh, it's part of what you talked about being important to you. Nobody likes surprises, and I'm letting them know there will be a surprise or two along the way, but I've been there before, so let's tackle it together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and so it's a, it's a, I'm putting it into their head right at the beginning. So what other uh, traits of these... Uh extremely successful interviewees are there, Michael? Well, there's the, what, the biggest one is where you are facilitating a conversation, which means the, the prospect may ask you a question, and then you're going to respond with some information. After you give them the information, you want to tag on a little question, like, was I clear on that, or was that what you were looking for? Did I, you know, did I give you enough information? Would you like some more? It's like you are, you're uh, feeding them a meal. They said, "Hey, give me this," so you gave it to them, and then you ask them, "Hey, how was it?" Okay. But without asking that question, that tag-on question at the end, you're not facilitating a two-way conversation. It turns into the prospect asking you a question and you giving information. Okay, so this is... Um, so you're engaged with them. Yep. So your, your program is for both uh, the employee looking for a job, the employer, and, and what was the third one again? The headhunters that Head, are... Headhunters, okay. There. So, they so, put on interviews. Right, so the recruiters. Uh, yep. some, sometimes they work for just one company. Um Anything specific to the real estate business? Do you do you follow the brokerage business? What would a what would a good recruiter for a real estate company be doing in the year two thousand twenty versus what they did two years ago? They are using well. They are kind of the, there's a lot of noise about using uh, artificial intelligence, but most of it's being misused right now. The successful ones are using a called social prospecting, and what they're doing is using some social media. Oh, I'll give you an example. Let's say that you're on LinkedIn. Your prospects might be on LinkedIn, and there are several services that you can 
subscribe to that automate some of the things that you do on LinkedIn. For example, if your your top uh, your prospect has a certain characteristic that you would search for on LinkedIn, you know they might be in this geography, they might be they might have these kinds of titles, or they might work in these industries. So you be you build kind of the ideal profile. So that's your target, your search criteria, and then you craft a series of three or four messages that will automatically go out to them with the sole purpose of starting a conversation, uh, vo- you know, a voice-to-voice conversation. Engagement. That, what, what, about, uh, what, what about voice, uh, voicemail drops? Are, are you, you must be familiar with that technology. Yes. Uh, wh- yes. Wh- what do you think of that uh, as a tool for recruitment? Uh, the problem is people see a number they don't recognize, and they're not going to pick it up. So you are then, you know, leaving voice messages. The I don't like them because it. Uh, if you're doing, if you're sending out the voicemail, there is less of an opportunity for engagement until you know, and usually you're only sending it out once. I guess I guess it has to do with the message. Yeah, it really it really does, and uh, the mistake that I see people doing is they're trying to sell on they're trying to sell before they have a relationship. Right, right. Being, po- like, poss- hey, possibly, and, but again, that's yeah, that's yeah. the uh, that depends on the on the message because the message could be, I have a lot of business here, I can't handle all of it, I want to speak to you, uh, give me a call. Mm-hmm. You're, you're trying to engage. In every single situation, you're trying to engage the person. And the most engaging person is the one that cares about you more than they care about themselves. That's universal. Correct. That's right. every business. We are sponsored today. Broker Talk, that is, is sponsored today by Castles Unlimited, where you get the best real estate offers. Online, go to castlesunlimited.com for all your real estate needs. So, Michael, I see uh, that you have done a TED Talk. What was your subject on the TED Talk? It was uh, talking about process improvement, which is a, a complicated topic. My challenge was to describe it without using any industry buzzwords and to describe it with in ways that anyone at any age would know what the heck I'm talking about. Um, so um, it was uh, it was it was done at these um, Suffolk University's School of Law, but at the 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 whole series of TED Talkers were all about e-commerce in in the next millennium, like what is e-commerce going to be looking like and what do we have to do to accelerate it? So my talk was about how to better coordinate activities across people and across companies by thinking about it in very simple terms. So, uh, Michael, uh, what state are you in? I'm in New York City. Oh, New York, okay. Um, I used to. I lived in Boston for 27 years. 
Okay, so here's here's a, a big question. So we're talking to both recruiters, both employers, and people looking for jobs. Um, there must be a certain attire that makes for the most successful interviewer and interviewee. I, I mean, I I think New York pretty much is uh, the three piece three piece suit. Nope. Uh, nope. No, it is not. Is it like uh, blue jeans and uh, fleece, like in Boston? It goes from the people that look like they just rolled out of bed, uh, and they typically work at gaming companies. It's the classic dirty T-shirt that's got, you know, the Led Zeppelin or the Green Day. uh, Grunge. (laughs) You know, yeah, you're right. Corporate grunge all the way up to the the uh, three-piece suit, but the three-piece suits tend to be uh, in the, like, broker-dealer, the high-end finance characters. Every, most people who are walking around here have the business casual. They might have the suit, but they don't have a tie, and they got the open-collared shirt. You see that everywhere. Yeah, I'm, 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 I still wear the, uh, the suit and tie, but my collar is definitely open. Your, yeah, your but the, uh, the casual thing about Thursday. When you, when you're what to wear to a meeting is you're not trying to align what you're wearing with the person you're going to meet with. You're representing yourself. Exactly. How do you want to represent yourself? And so Larry wants to wear a tie, and I usually do. The first time I meet somebody, I've got my suit on, my best shirt, and my best tie, and my shoes are polished. And if they come in in their jeans and a T-shirt, I, and I, I jokingly say, "Hey, listen. The first time you get, the first time you see me, I'm putting on my best because, out of respect for you and myself. And uh, hey, next time we meet, I might be in wearing my jeans and t-shirt. But first time you see me, you get the tie." Okay. Anything else we want to talk about? I, I, I just have one more question. One more instrument instrument uh, rated seaplane pilot. Tell me something about that. That uh, rating that you have. He can do it with his eyes closed. Yeah. <laughs> so the instrument rated is when you can fly in the clouds, when you can, you can fly and know where you are and you can't see anything outside the window. Sure. Imagine you're driving, you're driving your car and you can't even see the road. In fog. But you're able to look at the instrumentation on your dashboard, and you know exactly where you are. Wow. I haven't done that since I my think. 20s. The fog? <laughs> yeah, we've all done some crazy things. Uh, the, uh, actually, um, o- uh, not O.J. Simpson, um, Kobe Bryant. He was in a helicopter that was in the news, and it crashed. Sure. And the pilot... Uh, flew into the clouds and got disoriented so when he was flying sideways he didn't even know it uh, he, he he ended up flying into a little mountain and yeah. you didn't know it until he was a hundred feet from the from the ground yeah that's a, that was a tragedy uh, yeah it was a complete tragedy totally well, do you have another question i don't want to end the show on uh, that jfk note. jr <laughs> yeah yeah one more question 
One more question? Yeah, we're not going to end on, on Kobe <laughs> you, Bryant. He went, you went an upper? That's a downer. Yeah, yeah. 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 It, it, it was feel- certainly sad. But, but I think what we've done here is we've helped agents understand how to be better as they go into these interviews slash presentation. Let, let Michael uh, uh, promote his app. Well, what, what's your uh, website? Where do we Michael? find you, Michael? Interviewmastery.com. Okay. Excellent. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom with us. It's always a pleasure to talk to you, Michael. Thank always you, Michael. Always a pleasure. I'll leave you with your, your audience with one thought, and that is your influence comes from the questions you ask and not by the points that you try and make. Yes, sir. Confucius says. Broker Talk. Uh, is a weekly podcast hosted by real estate industry professionals and always dedicated to telling it like it is. This is Jim Lowenstern signing off for today. And it's Larry Lauper. I feel good. Oh, yeah. Till next week. <laughs>